that's in Morocco, everybody knows you. But when I take the chance and come here, nobody knows me. So mm-hmm. uh, running those meet really like helps now. It's definitely hard and heartbreaking and everything. But I just took the decision that I don't need to stick with this. This has happened and mm-hmm. that's in the past and they need to move on. Yeah, after the, after this year or next Olympics, I'm gonna put podium. Like that's that's the goal and see see what I can do. I'm Joshua Potts, Mr. Possible, always with the brother with the same mother, Aaron Potts, Super Hot Potts, and you're watching and listening to your favorite two black runners every single two black two Go, Joshua. We're back again with another amazing interview. And I'm super excited to introduce the athlete we have on to the world. People know of him. But Joshua, go ahead. Call it out. Let them know. Bro, like, this one's going to be hype, bro. I feel like we're definitely in that rhythm of the Two Black Runners podcast, bringing on guests and everything. So it really, really is exciting. But the person we got on today, Aaron, like, Dude, we first seen this dude at Charles Miles, Kansas City meet, the first meet that we commentated, and we seen this man straight up dominate in the 5,000. Two weeks before that, he dominated the Charles Miles, Texas State qualifier. And since then, he's going on to bigger and greater things, but he's been doing it for a minute, and we're finally excited for him to be able to tell like a little bit of his story. Like previously, this past year, this man was sixth in the 3,000 meter at the World Indoor Championships. He's the fifth fastest Moroccan in the 10,000 meter history this man is undefeated in NIA NAIA cross-country competition a seven-time NAIA national champion and he's definitely who's that guy at the trials of miles and the sound running meet Zuhair Talbi is joining us on the podcast Zuhair it's so great to have you on bro just how's everything going right now oh thank you so much for the introduction uh I'm good I'm right now in Flagstaff just training and uh, I finally finished uh, school, my semester, and um, I'm gonna be professional now. I'm just, just training hey. and focusing for the big goal, which is the world championship and some upcoming races as well. I'm sure a, a lot of people in the NAIA are happy that they're not gonna have to race you across <laughs> countries. Someone else, <laughs> someone else can finally win that title, but we got to pay some bills real quick with our next stop, Oregon segment. This summer, you already know, 2,000 the world's best track and field athletes will compete for titles at the first ever World Athletics Championship on U.S. soil. For preparation to the World Championships, we have our next stop, Oregon segment, where we focus our attention on the world stage. Like, we're hyped. Next stop, Oregon, is coming up. You guys can get your tickets for the World Championships coming July 15th to the 24th in Eugene. But we got some questions, Zuhair, that we want to ask you just for with the uh, World Championships coming up. What do you feel like with your chance to possibly compete this summer in Eugene? Do you feel like Oregon 22 is really like your comeback? You feel like it's a redemption story for you? Or is it a journey to the top, to the podium? And those kind of contexts, how do you feel like World Championships means to you? I just, I just feel like I would be able to run the event that I wanted, like the 10K, 
and I like running the 3K definitely uh, uh, give me a lot of motivation. And now that I have that speed, that that closing speed that I need in a in a 10K, but now I am I just want to you know just probably show myself and show everybody that I was even I didn't race, but I'm. I'm one of those guys that can compete and 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 go for 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 like I'm not gonna say a podium, but I'm gonna say an advanced position. That's that's uh, that's my goal was and that's my goal right now. And of course, I'm after like getting more uh, more help because I just came from school and I don't think uh, you know there is a lot of things that. I didn't have that most professional had, which is like you're you're not having that school stress. You're not having that's yeah. not an, it's not an excuse, but I just felt like I don't want to put like pressure on myself. I want to go there and say, hey, why not just being the top ten, top eight? That's that's a goal I want to put. But of course, uh, uh, after 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 this year where I start focusing, I. The goals will change. I will definitely put something higher, and that's what motivates me every day. So if I, I have to put something that uh, most people say, "Oh, you can't do it." That's 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 what motivates me. It's not like something you know that you can do. You know, it's like something you hesitate to know. Like, I don't know. That's that's something that can that can, that can motivate me more. Which is For sure. if, yeah. After the, after this year or next Olympics. I'm gonna put podium like that's that's the goal and see see what I can do. That's you see me training. Oh, he's training. He wanna be uh, in the podium. That's be champ. <laughs> that's, a, that's what, yeah. That's what I like to hear. Cause why not? Why can't you be the gold medalist? Why can't you be the world record holder one day? You know what I'm saying? But also, you see the world championships being in America and you did went through so much just to get to the states, get your education. Does it feel special that the World Championships are in America this year too? Yes, definitely. It's, it feels like I don't know, but being here for more than three years, it just feels like home now. Like you, you know, people, you sp you're not speaking your language anymore. Like, like just a few times when you speak with your family, but most of the time you speak this language. You're you're in this soil, so I felt like uh, I'm I'm belong here now. <laughs> like. I can just take a, a flight. And one thing that we had last year, which is like the time zone. When you travel, like for example, to, mm -hmm. to a different country, everything changed. You're so worried about that change of time zone. Uh, you have to be that time. You have to, I'm not, I don't have to worry about those things now. You're just gonna travel and the time zone be, will be uh, two hours or one hour the most. So <laughs> I think, uh, I think it's special just to run here. Yeah, I'm super hyped, super hyped for you to be in Oregon this summer. Hopefully it all goes well, man. And I'm super hyped for all our listeners that you all will be in Oregon this summer. So be a part of history at Hayward Field at the University of Oregon, July 15th to 24th. Get your tickets now at worldchampsoregon22.com. Next stop, Oregon. It's going to be it's going to be super, super exciting. But I was going to ask you, what's it like in Flagstaff right now? Like, we know Jacob is there. I don't know. Footsum is out there. Bowerman is there sometimes. Ryan Hall and his crew. You see Chez running around. 
What's it like training in an environment with just so many professional athletes all trying to get to the world championship? Yeah, definitely. Uh, first, like just the altitude benefit, like it's it's something that gonna help uh, me improve in my level, and as well, like Flagstaff, like I, anytime I'm in I'm in my social media or anything, like you just see athlete like all the fastest athletes here and you see all those uh, beautiful trails, all uh, nice track, you know, and it's just, you feel like you want to be in a place where you get them motivation from, from, you know, just being there and just seeing people training. It's just, it's going to motivate uh, you more. So yeah, when I spend a few days here now and I, I'm going to say every day I meet some people running, and that's that's like that's exciting like you just want to be in an environment like that yeah and definitely is exciting to be able like to drop down from the altitude too and get the race and you just opened up your outdoor track season at the sound running track meet down in Jay Sarah San Juan Capistrano with the 2749 and a dub i seen that you did you have like some type of congestion or something you didn't have the race that you really wanted to but almost a week removed from that race like how are you kind of processing everything with that with that opener of 2749 in the 10k yeah so uh it's just i don't know it's just i felt like sometimes you put some expectation on yourself before race you want to like this is how i want this race to go and it's never gonna happen you always so i want to like the race to be fast like same pace you know like where you go uh I don't, I don't know like same pace from every lap so going to the race uh we start like i don't know, like think 65 then 68 then mm-hmm. we went back to i felt like we didn't have that consistent pace and that's the start then after 3k i felt like terrible i was like what i just didn't feel like um um in my day or I just, I mean, I start thinking about the race more and be like, wow, I think today I just don't have it. And so it was, it was tough. Mentally it was tough. And, um, like I, I, I've been dropped a little bit. So it was like more tough than you're like, oh, I'm, I'm not even gonna, uh, catch the, the leader. So it was like for like more than 3k, just trying to, to get to the top, uh, leaders. Then yeah, so uh, I just at seven k I was like, okay, I think I think one more lap, then I would just give up, then I would just drop the race. Then yeah, I felt like I took it one lap every time, and I was lucky that race uh, got slower. I think a mile or like just four laps to go. Then I take that rest I needed, and I just. You know, the last lap, that's, uh, that's when I, I take my move and they win the race. So thinking about the race now, I was like, that's an achievement. That's, that's races that mm. definitely you want to have sometimes, like where you don't feel good at all. You're hurting from the beginning, especially in Tinky. You don't want to hurt from the start. <laughs> you want to like have that legs uh, going. But yeah, I felt like that was, that was definitely an achievement and some, a lesson, a lesson to have like for future races and that was your your opener 
And that was that your de- debut in that ASICS kick, being a pro? What does it feel like to finally have that sponsorship behind you and be like an official like pro pro now? Oh, I actually like with my manager, we've been like negotiating and like mm. talking with ASICS, but we I'm not I'm not I didn't sign uh anything with them yet. I'm still like open for like a better offer and uh but uh i'm officially like i'm not running for school anymore Mm -hmm. so it's like i'm in that professional category but i'm not i'm not signed yet so yeah hopefully something will come soon and just to be able like to focus 100 percent in my running and just be in a place that i want to be and and just uh just put more work and more little things that you don't have while you're in school, like more like recovery. Uh, you don't have that much time when you're in school, but I felt yeah. like now you will just give it 100% and, and see how, how far you can go, how fast you can run. All right, brands that are listening in, the boys, the boys are free agent. Just letting y'all know, the boys are free agent. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really exciting for you to ask me exciting time because last year when you kind of really came on scene like like i said like you were the who's that guy of the sound running meets and the trials and miles reads you would be in the front of a 10k or a 5k and everybody at home even the commentators was like wait who is this dude this guy's gonna race nia nationals like in two days after this 5k like what's really going on so like it's been a crazy journey like people that are listening right now definitely make sure you remember the name zuhair talby because this man was six, that world indoors, like behind like a great field with Selman Borrega in it. Like you're racing some of the top people. So my question really just is like now coming in to this season, now being more of a known name in outdoor, like how does that really feel, feel compared to last year when most people didn't really know who you were going into a race? Yeah, I just, uh, I just felt like it helps uh, to have the, people behind your fans knows you and you like encourage you and want to know what you, what you're gonna do and i feel like you need the external external motivation as well like mm-hmm. where people expect something from you and uh yeah and the, the i feel like that's the goal uh big coming here i want to like get more known and like coming to United States, I want to like get more known and get exposed, exposed to world, to the world because there is more media here, more people, more, uh, more races, more, a, a lot of things yeah. that can, can bring you to the top, uh, beside your talent, like, uh, being in Morocco, I, that's the thing Like in Morocco, I was famous. I was like, I've been, I've been the top in my kit in in every category I was in. So like being in youth category, I was national champion. I, I like I 15 years old, one year of training around like eight, 18 in 3K. And it was at the time, like that's only like the, those legends that pass in Morocco that run that time at, at that age, like 15, you run like 18. People expect a lot from you. Uh, that's in Morocco. Everybody knows you, but when I take the chance and come here, nobody knows me. So 
mm-hmm. uh, running those meat really like helps now. So to have the more followers from here, more people want to know uh, about you here. So that's that feels awesome. Yeah, and it was great to see you at the Trials of Miles meets and, and at the Sound Running meet because that was kind of like, for here in the States, that was very like a breakthrough new thing to have these meets on YouTube, on pay-per-view. And it's really just like all the rage, if you would say. And you really did break out. I'm just seeing you like, like Joshua was saying, you're just dominating against top talent like Sam Chalanga. And it's like, who is this guy really? But when you're talking about Morocco too, what can you just show, what's it like, what's track and field like? Because we know about Hisham El Garouj, the GOAT. Like, is yeah. that, was that like your hero growing the up? Goat, bro. That's really like the GOAT, for real. Yeah, it is. yeah. That is the GOAT. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Hisham El Garouj was like, yeah, just that idol you have. Like, oh, I want to be like him because he, uh, he have done everything. And I mean, from young age, you don't know about running. And even people don't know about running in Morocco. They know him. So it's like mm-hmm. that figure where everybody knows him. And you just want to be like him. I, when I start running, yeah, you just have that uh, someone that did it in the same country, uh, probably in the same environment, and did it and get to that level. And you want to be like, the, like him. So that's, that's the more, definitely the motivation I, I, I have. But yeah, running in Morocco is just, there is that culture of running. Mm, like I know Morocco, we have soccer. That's the famous sport. But after that, we have running. That's probably the mm-hmm. second famous sport the, in, in, in Morocco, just because of all the Olympic champions we had in the past. So uh, yeah, so, but it's just, it was a moment for me where, where like, uh, you you get motivated and you run faster, but at some point you want something new, something exciting, something that can uh, get you to a next level. So that's that's uh, that's how I came here, and that's how I I start my journey here again. So did you first come out here like in 2019? Is that when you first came out here to like they get to get into a college? Like you started at a JC, like a junior college. Yes. So uh, the first time I came here was January, uh, I think, 2nd in 2019. I, I came here and uh, I wasn't sure if I have uh, the NCAA uh, Division One eligibility. That's, yeah. that's where most schools, like, like at, at that level, I was, I was running 1329 before I came. So 1329. A lot of schools are interested to give me a scholarship and give me an opportunity. But I just, unfortunately, I was not eligible to run in D1 schools because I came here, I was 23, I think 22, age 23. So Mm -hmm. I was definitely not, (laughs) like going to the process of the NCAA, I was not eligible. So I was, okay, I'm not going to go back. I'm not going to... I'm going to try my own way and see how. So I, that's why I reached out to junior college. So I went there. I, I went to Northwest Kansas Technical College. It's a very small college in Kansas. I went there for a year and a half. 
So, but I learned so much because, uh, as I said, coming here, every language was a barrier, uh, you mm. know, like, and I felt like that was an easy uh, transition for me being in a junior college where everything is easy. Like, mm. I mean, I knew that after I went to like bigger school, like a private school, you, I was like, that was easier. People can, especially a small school, small uh, classrooms. I get yeah. more. I, I won't. Be, I, yeah, and they won't be shy. Like, okay, I don't speak that much. I will not talk. So I, I had some friends that helped me through through those through the first year, and I keep improving. Um, yeah. So I went to junior college. Definitely was hard. Like. And uh, like in running wise, because it's just there's no much uh, resources to be like to go travel to big races. Uh, mm -hmm. That year, the only race, big racer run was uh, Portland Festival at 10K. And actually was was my PR at the time running 28 or two in, a, in the 10K and winning that race. So that's that's the. That's I think that's the the race the only race around beside like some local or just mm -hmm. regional needs uh, for school. Man, like you ran thirteen twenty nine before you came here, so you were already like really good. But why? Like, what was it about like the call? What's about the NCAA system, the college system that you think would have was gonna like advance your career, or was it more so too like you wanted to come here? and get like the education from the schools too. Yeah, that, that was definitely just the culture. I, I live in Morocco. Uh, like it's just the culture that you meet a lot of people that they were so fast when you're young. And at certain age, they are like, they have no job. They have no, nothing. They, they give everything to running, but running didn't give anything back to them where like they've been left working mm -hmm. in a very small, like uh, light label jobs where they get like, like he been traveling around the world for running and being like a star, like being in, in a hotels and everything. But at the end, he has no degree, he has nothing. And yeah. the system does not help you to be like, ah, you're going to get the job or anything like that. You just, you just like get left with nothing. So I was like seeing that in front of me. I know like, I don't want to be like that. I don't know. Things happen. You can get injured. You can, yeah, yeah. I don't know. So I just didn't want to take risk. I was like, I want to get the education. At least if I, if I, if running didn't work, I will just have a job or something like that. A better job where you yeah. need like a college degree. And also I've been traveling a lot. And anytime I go somewhere, I meet new people. And the only language that you can communicate with them, if you just English, English was like, that's the, like the language you need to know. And they felt like, if I don't, if I don't speak English, it's, it's not going to be sound good being a professional. Like even you're like the fastest, you know, you will have interviews, you will have, uh, you, you just like something I, I wanted to have so mm -hmm. so when i had the opportunity to be like oh you have scholarship you are like you don't you know 
I take advantage mm-hmm. of that being like a student athlete, having both at the same time. So yeah, definitely. Uh, even I start this late at 22 years, but I definitely have my uh, have my purpose. Like it's not like I know where where I am. I'm, I'm in Morocco. I know people around me. I have a lot of uh, real stories that I see in front of me. So I want to be like them, you know, like uh, I don't want to be like them. So I want to get their, their, uh, like just their life after. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. It's really right, like definitely there's people listening. I don't know, if, like college kids and stuff. Like some, like bro, we can be ungrateful at times. Like definitely the opportunities that are just like right in front of us and like it's a great opportunity to come over and really like get that and everything. And you definitely found that when you moved over to like Oklahoma City University and did your thing there as well. We, we talked about the NAI titles that you get, but then like trying to you coming there and helping your school get like their first national championship. Was it the indoor championship? Like what did that kind of mean? Like for you, like to come there and like this school gave so helped you so much, like get your education, all that. And now, like to help them bring a title to uh, for the first time. Yeah, so definitely, like the transition from junior college, I went to uh, Oklahoma City University uh, in IA school. Definitely, coming with all my times that for a lot of people does not make sense. Why some some guy like that? He's fast. He's uh, why why look. If you if you're not eligible and uh, in NCA and you you have you want to follow you have the goal to finish school you want that bachelor degree and yeah. it's not cheap and y- mm-hmm. you will have everything that people don't understand that in my school we have a coach he's there for you he's like there for, to train you he's there to make sure you're doing everything right he's there to take you your individual goals and try to work on on them which is unique like any i think any level you are in here like any division you're in here uh it's just you have to be more you communicate with your coach about your goal i felt like there's no coach will be like no no i'm not gonna help you i with my experience every coach i had they're really well and if they see if they saw you're like determined and motivated they will just put as much as help as much as possible to to get you in a level you want this is what i find when i came to um oklahoma city i thought okay i'm gonna i want to run i want to go to the olympics that's the first thing i told him like uh-huh. i i like i compare myself to other people and they know my training and all i have a talent that most people don't have and I don't I don't have the time yet, but I know I'm capable to run it. So it's just I believe that I have that on me. So then we start working and that was a great year for me because for a month consistently, I never miss any practice. Like I've been like training uh workout two times a week, long run like Sunday. That was like a routine for me. Tuesday, Friday, workout. Sunday long run and I just I like the routine like I've been in my mind where it's just I do it without thinking about it because I I get to a point where I have things that I never had like 
being in a team, be, having a coach, because in my experience in junior college, the coach wasn't really uh, like a distance coach. It was a sprint coach, so I was doing everything by myself. But like when you've been like a year without that, uh, you know, the, that thing that people don't think about it because if you have a coach, you will don't you don't know but if you have a year without coach you will yeah. know that it's very important so when i had that i was like i didn't have to do a lot of work the only thing i sit down with the coach and tell him about my background my workout so the workout that we designed were like based or on what i have done and what i want to do and so i was clear about what i want and what things I need and he was helping with all his experiences so I think that's the first thing I did then boom I follow for I think more than eight months just following the the training and I think two months after 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 training I did a time trial he did a time he did a time trial to me and they run 13 43 13 43 by myself yeah in the track in November, I think, or something like that. So I was like, no, no, this year, definitely uh, I'm going to stick with my goals. And I, I wanted the Olympics. So that's, that's something. That was last I, year, 2020, 2020. Oh, that was 2020? So yeah, starting from 2020, that's when I joined uh, Oklahoma yeah. City. And the year of 2021, that's uh, the, the year where the Olympics uh, mm -hmm. That must have been crazy, though, too, though. Like, you joined the team and, like, during... So, did you you join the team, like, during COVID or, like, you're on the team and, like, yeah. COVID hit and COVID hits? That's the thing, again. I, I forget <laughs> about COVID because I, telling you about a month uh, of, of training, that was, that was during COVID. Like, you yeah. have no other choices uh, than just keep training. And uh, that's why I was, like, in my mind, like... I'm not putting any goals. I'm just, the goal is like, just develop myself. That's when the first time I show up to run, I feel like I did a jump in my level just because I've been training so good for the last uh, amount. Yeah, it was definitely hard, but we, we were training. That's, that's what was important for me. Uh, but there's no much races. So we weren't racing that much until uh yeah the tri tries of miles where we meet like uh, uh where i run the 10k that's that's def that's the big meet that i run for yeah. for a while dang that all makes sense now go ahead joshua i was gonna say from that though like you doing those eight months getting that routine and everything like you did reach your goal in a way like you qualified for the olympic team but then like ran into I don't even understand like how you you got to the Olympics and then AIU like took it took it away because like you're not meeting the three tests of like the the Moroccan uh, anti-doping agency and everything and like while you were there as a Moroccan Olympian just which had to just be immense heartbreak. I just wanted to know like have you like recovered from that like situation and just moving on and everything or is it still back in your mind a little bit of just dang like so i like olympics like when it happens i will tell you what happened but when it happens i took a day 
by myself and they was thinking it's definitely hard and heartbreaking and everything but i just took the decision that i don't need to stick with this this has happened and mm-hmm. that's in the past and they need to move on and and i i felt like even the environment like some really like good friends that and coaches that i talked to they just you know that there's a lot of races coming like there is the world indoor championship there is the world champion that's that's helps a little bit to like to like think uh forward but definitely like uh what happened is like uh i run in may that's when i run the standard was may i think 14 then when i run my that time the moroccan federation reached out to me and say hey uh congratulations that's uh, that's good and but the 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 one they want me to know that there is that rule so you see so like they couldn't do anything before until you run the time which is which is i don't know like there is that rule there but nobody can invest or like say okay let's take 15 runners that they can run the time and start like doing the test because all those tests will cost a lot of money i think i don't mm-hmm. know how it works but you don't want to do that before until you're uh until they know you got the until standard. you know you get the standard so after i run that i went immediately to morocco and i meet the moroccan team doctor and i have that meeting with him and he said yes you need like three doping tests but the problem here we can do you can get those in the last two months but yeah every between it, the, uh, the test it should be like three weeks apart you will have a test three three weeks then you do another test so it was like just timing timing wise so when i get there i start getting a lot of tests like from the day i got to morocco i start getting a test but the the doctor say i'm gonna reach out to them and explain your situation and hopefully they will just do an exception this is like this is what what happened like this is why i travel because one week later uh he said that the eiu yeah the eiu they decided that it's fine i can race even i don't meet that rule like as Mm -hmm. long as i get like some tests that's from him so that's why i went focus on my training and do everything so i got surprised two days before race that's when it was a list online that i that a list online from them that 20 runners didn't meet the rule most of runners uh, i was the only one from morocco but there's from nigeria from bahrain from kenya ethiopia mm-hmm. so that's the list uh the countries that they have that rule so yeah so i don't know i couldn't do anything about it it's not out of my control and everybody's saying they have nothing <laughs> to do about it so i don't know it's just it was a heartbreaking at the beginning but now i just felt like i can't stick with the past i need i need something new uh some new goals where i can oh, definitely the olympics is every four years and the last two months coming to the Olympics, I was really motivated and focused on my training. I hit like one of the best workouts ever. 
like mm. because I was in altitude, training high, uh, living high, training low, doing everything that I can do to get that uh, that fitness I need. But yeah, that's <laughs> it was unfortunate. That's terrible, bro. Yeah, tell you two two days to tell, for them sense. to tell you two days before that is the funny part is I have my bib. That's the funny wow. part. Like, that's so bad. Like, because these two different organisms, like the NIO itself and then the Olympics, uh, like comedy itself. From the comedy itself, I'm eligible. I have my bib, everything, but they say no. So, yeah. And, but I mean, for now, we fixed that. After that happened, I start like the Adams, like the local- yeah. localization. Where, and yeah, now they can just test me anytime, anywhere. So that's that's good for me for any future races I want to do. I can just go and run. Yeah, that's that's really yeah. I don't mean that doesn't make sense. That's just so tragic, you know. But you got got good world indoors, you know, sixth place there, just the start of definitely something going going forward as we close out. To I want to ask before we get to our next stop, Oregon's uh, segment about El Bacali as well. Who talk, we talked about El Garouge earlier, but Bacali, like that's someone too that in Morocco that's doing doing the thing, you know. Yes. Uh, Olympic champion in the in the steeplechase, just won the Diamond League Doha. But that was today, huh? That was today. But uh, yesterday, just yesterday, that was, yeah. That was yesterday. Oh yeah. shoot, mm-hmm. that, that was uh, that was a definitely uh, a good race. Like he got the win just by just by a second. No, but a little. <laughs> Less than a second. Yeah, it was definitely a win. So El Bukali, it was a is a is a good friend of mine. I I he we grew up like running together, like uh, competing together. We're not running together, but we're competing together. And uh, I was I as I said in young category, I was I was the national champion. So I always I always beat him in in those categories, like in uh, in like junior category. But yeah, definitely uh, it's just a matter of time when he starts showing his talent. I mean, we went to a different path, uh, but him, he really, uh, his coach was one of the good coaches in Morocco where uh, he believed uh, in just the focus. So uh, El Bukali was like, he's determined. He's, he's, he's doing a lot of things that a lot of uh, guys don't do, which is just give everything to running and focus and stay in one place where we're like, when we start running, we always make fun how he, he, he can move from his room. Like he stay in his room the whole day and just go <laughs> practice and come to his room and focus. But yeah, that's, that's, that's what works. Like you need to be so focused in, in you don't have to have fun while you're, you're really like, uh, yeah. have a big goals so is is some someone who works really hard and and everything now uh sh- you know his hard work showed now so that's that's good and it's inspiring as well when you know that somebody that you've been running with and uh, competing with uh, is like in a high level so it's it was def- it's definitely inspiring yeah, that's tight. That's tight, man. Being around greatness when you're young makes you feel like you can 
also strive to great things and to see people that you're young do great things I like I can be there exactly too and as we come out and about to close out the podcast and everything we always like to ask this question to Zuhair any guests that we have on like because sometimes we don't know who to get and you plugged in on Flagstaff now you know a lot of pro athletes you starting to get to know them who should we have next on the podcast who would be a great person to come on the two black runners podcast ah that's I don't know. Uh, uh, that's a tough question for me because. <laughs> so, a- any professional runner is that is that what you mean? Like any? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Any pro- or coach, or coach. Okay. You know, anyone. Do you guys had uh, Ryan before? Ryan Hall. We we, we, t- we talked to Ryan and Sarah once before. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. So. I don't have Ryan, any though. I don't have any name in my mind. <laughs> but yeah. You're, you're you can get though. Ryan on. We can run it back yeah. with Ryan. Ryan Hall was a great interview. A great Yeah, guy. it's definitely yeah, I, I meet him a couple times and it's just it's always good to hear uh you know somebody who uh who did great things in 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 the sport and is is a coach so he's like has the combination between, you know, like uh, his experience and and like coaching. So just always exciting to hear somebody like that. Have you, has, since being here in America, have you picked up any like, you, are you an American sports fan of like basketball, football, or like any American hobbies or anything that you kind of picked up from being here for so long? Oh, it's just I, I think the basketball, yeah. But I've been around like uh, just the athlete, like student athlete around me. So most mm-hmm. of them are like basketball. So that's the that's the the, the sport that I I watched a couple of times. So that's that's the only one. But not I really, uh, not really into go watch uh, other sport. I'm I'm more like just. Running and and he, he locked in. I'm more and... soccer. I'm from Morocco. We yeah. more like love soccer. <laughs> he locked in, Aaron. All he cared about. Come on, bro. He, he's trying to be like Elba Kali, bro. Just locked in the room. room. Yeah. In the room. <laughs> no one to come. The last the... question. It's kind of deep, but we always ask at the end of the podcast. I feel like it's a great question. What mark do you want to leave on the sport of running when it's all said and done? You know. Can you uh, rephrase the the question? Say no. What what legacy, or what, oh. uh, do you want to okay. have in running? I think I think if you want to shoot shoot something high, that's that's something I have in my mind always. Why not being an Olympic champion and a world champion? I love this. Probably man. I'm gonna move <laughs> in distance, be uh, a marathon runner. That's something I. I want to do in future and yeah that's something i uh, i will fight for i love that i i love that so you i'm a, i'm a fan now bro you just became one of my favorite runners <laughs> i love thank you shooting. love that you're shooting for the stars because why not you definitely have the talent you've shown it i'm so i'm like mad that you didn't get to race at the olympics but I think Same, we'll see you bro. at the World Championships. I can't wait to see you at, at Prefontaine doing your thing, yes. man. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. 
Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate all you guys listening and everything. Appreciate you, those of you here, for coming on. Really do appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me.